the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where we encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area and help men and women get control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality exist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here's your hosts, John, Ed, and Blaine. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Transitional Housing. This is the first time you've ever been with us. Our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and tell men and women get control of their lives. Hey folks, I'm glad that you're here with us. We got a great topic tonight. It's Ruthie. She's here with us and she's going to give her testimony about um, some things that she had happened in her life. It's a great testimony, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I just want to say hi to you, Ruthie. How are you doing? And Blaine, how are you? I am doing good. It's good to be uh, behind this microphone. You know, I missed you guys on Saturday with a family reunion and a class reunion, but I cannot wait to get back there with you two uh, out in the park and watch God work and move. You know, it's always a pleasure to be out there at the park, and I was sitting here talking to Ruthie about it, and we're trying to think about things that was going on out there, and it's kind of funny, you know, you have your highlight points, but... um, you know what? It was an interesting day. Uh, we usually have a little bit more people at the other park, at, at this at Wells, than we do at the other place. So, but the other way, it was the other way around. Huh? And But you know what? It was really good when I was giving the message out to them this last week. They are focused. I could not believe they Not one of them was over there looking at clothes, wasn't up there doing anything at the table. They are all just intentionally listening to the word. So there's a mighty work that God's doing out there on these people. Yes. You, you know, I want to add to that, John, because I noticed that, um, Ruthie, you probably agree. I, we noticed that a couple months ago. They quit looking at the clothes. They quit worrying about the food. When are we going to get the food? But when the word's going forth, they have been very still, and they're listening. And praise God, because that might be the only word they get all week. Yes, and you know, and that was the thing. And uh, we put out a, a few couple weeks back, I put out and asked, hey, if you don't pray, at least try praying every day and, we'll, you know, and make it, you know. Susan out there came out and she says, John, I've been trying to do that prayer every day. She says, I haven't done it every day, but she says, I know I prayed four, t- four times during this week four times and so you know there's a beginning where a person wasn't praying at all and now she's praying so god bless her heart god's doing a definitely a good work with her mm-hmm. ruthie god good to see you i always see you out there saturdays but it's so it's so fun to see you and you're so filled with god and i just love it you know so Thanks, john. i'm going to okay. shoot it over to you and i'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people and kind of give what you're going to talk about and we'll go from there. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me today to share my story. And it is a story of God's goodness and God's faithfulness. Uh, God's been so good to me since I, I lost my husband. My husband passed away very suddenly and unexpectedly on September 28, 2021. 
he seemed fine when he got up that morning. He, he was fine uh, in, in the days leading up to September 28th. But I heard him fall in the bathroom, and I, I called 911, and with the operator's instructions, I did chest compressions until the paramedics arrived. And when the paramedics arrived, I thought, hooray, I thought the heroes are here. You know, everything's going to be fine. They're going to revive him. It's, it's going to be okay. Uh, and they worked on him for quite a while, and uh, they were not able to revive him. And when they told me that he didn't make it, I, I was devastated. I, I was crushed. I was brokenhearted. I was in shock. And for my children and I, this, this was a real tragedy. And it was the beginning of the most difficult time of my life. It, it was the beginning of a very difficult journey. But God's been with me every step of this journey. Amen. Now, when Alex passed away, I lost most of my income. He had been receiving uh, Social Security and uh, military disability pay, and that was a big part of our family income, and he received those every month. But when he passed away, those payments stopped. Mm. And not only did those payments stop, I had to pay back the month of September. Since he didn't live uh, throughout the whole month of September, he passed away on the 28th, I had to pay back the month of September that he had received earlier in the month. Um, So I was really really stressed and worried about finances. I thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to provide for my daughter and I? And then the coroner told me that it was going to take three to six months to to receive the uh, final death certificate that had the cause of death on it. And I couldn't claim his life insurance until I received that final death certificate that had his cause of death. And I thought, Oh, oh my goodness! This, this is not good. You know what am I going to do? I, I, I was worried. I, I was scared. I, I was unsure. I, I was uneasy. But you know what? God provided for us. Um, our, our our church has a deacons fund, and the deacons gave us money from the the, the the deacons fund, and family and friends gave us money, and there was one really special couple. And they sent us a check every month. Every month they sent us a check until I received his um, uh, final death certificate. And it took five months. It took five months to get that that death certificate before I could claim his life insurance. And let me tell you, that was a long five months. It was long and stressful. But you know what? We never missed a meal. And I didn't miss a house payment. I didn't miss an insurance payment. The, the light stayed on. God totally provided for us. And the Bible says in Philippians 4.19, But God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Matthew 6.26 says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And Psalm 23.1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And God is a provider, and God is a good God. God has been good to me in this season. So after Alex passed, I I knew I wanted to have a memorial service for him, so I I began planning that, and I wanted to have it at our longtime church home, which was Del Cerro Baptist Church, and that was where we were married. And I knew I wanted to have his favorite pastor, Pastor Patrick Moody, do the service. And Pastor Patrick is the one who had married us, and um, he and Alex were good friends, and Patrick and his family had moved to Florida, uh, 
they moved to Florida a few years prior to this. But he and Alex had kept in touch. And so I called Patrick and I asked if he and his wife Amy would come out to perform the memorial service. And they said they would love to. But they were really busy at this time and they had several obligations. And he said that the only day he had available to do the service was October 19th, 2021. And that was a Tuesday. And I thought, hmm, you know, a Tuesday, you know, I, I bet a lot of people can't make it on a Tuesday. I, I think I'd rather have it on a Saturday. But that was the only day Patrick could do the service. And I really wanted Patrick to be the one to do the service. And I knew that's what Alex would want. So I said, okay, that's the day we're going to do it. We're going to do the service on October 19th, 2021. Now, remember that date because it's important. So the night before the service, I was getting everything ready, and I was um, pasting up photos on a poster board uh, that I wanted to display at the service. And I was pasting up all these uh, different photos, all kinds of photos of Alex, uh, family photos, and um, uh, photos of us on vacation, and photos of him serving the poor in Tijuana, which was something he was really passionate about. Mm. And I was writing the dates underneath these photos. And uh, so I'm, I'm pasting up all these photos. And I, I had a photo of um, taken of Alex at his deacon ordination service. He was ordained a deacon um, at our church, and he was really proud of that. Mm. He was really proud of his service as a deacon, proud of his service to the church and to God. And he had his certificate of ordination hanging on the wall in our home office. So I, I, I pasted this photo of him taken at his deacon ordination service on, on the poster board. And I thought, gosh, when, when was that? I, I, I can't remember. So I, I went into the office to, to take a look at the certificate. And when I looked at the date on the certificate, I was stunned. So Alex was ordained as a deacon at uh, Del Cerro Baptist Church with Pastor Patrick Moody, Moody performing the service on October 19th, 2003. Oh, wow. And we were having a service for Alex uh, at Del Cerro Baptist Church with Pastor Patrick uh, Moody officiating on October 19th, 2021. Mm. And when I looked at those dates, I thought, oh, what a strange coincidence. Mm -hmm. And I thought, um, hmm, I, I, think, I, I think, you know, God might be saying something here. So I, I started praying into this, and I was asking God, you know, what's up with this funny coincidence with these dates? Hmm. You, you know, is there a message here? Are you, are you trying to tell me something here? And I believe what God was telling me is that he controls the dates, and he controls the times. And that it was Alex's time to leave us and go home to heaven. And that there was just nothing I could do about that. Mm. That I, I had been struggling with, with uh, kind of struggling with survivor's guilt pr uh, prior to this. And I think that was the message, that it was just his time. And God was in control. And the Bible tells us in Job 14.5, You have decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we will live. And we are not given a minute longer. Right. And, you know, that verse gave me a lot of comfort. And God's given me a, a lot of comfort during this journey. And it's been difficult and it's been brutal at times. But God has been faithful. 
and God's been good to me. Mm-hmm. So a couple months after this, um, in December, uh, a few days after Christmas, I, uh, I have this chance encounter. And when, when I say chance, I, I say chance with uh, quotation marks around it. Um, because I don't think it was by chance. I, I think it was a God-ordained encounter. I say chance because um, on the surface of it, 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 it seemed to be by chance. I was just going about my day, just kind of going about my business. And I, as I look back now, I think, mm, no, God orchestrated all this. So I was at my friend Linda's house. I stopped by there because I was gonna. Um, I was dropping off some things for her, and um, she had some some friends over. She had some some ladies, and they were having tea. and, and She invites me in, and I said, "Oh, oh, no, 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 no! I I, I can't stay. I, I I have to go. I I got to go pick up my daughter." And she says, "No, no, no! Come in, come in!" And she starts pouring me a cup of tea, and <laughs> she insists that I stay. And I'm like, "Well, okay, maybe for a couple minutes." and so she's introducing me to the ladies. She inter- in- introduces me to all her friends, and she's going around the table introducing me. And, and she says, oh, and this is Susie, and, and she's a widow. And I think this might be a God thing, so why don't you give her your number? And I thought, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I gave Susie my number, and, and she said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to contact you. And I'm going to pray for you. And I said, okay, well, I, I need lots of prayer. You know, that, that's good. Mm. And so Susie followed up with me. And um, she took me out to breakfast. And she told me, you need to go to the Refresh Women's Bible Study at Foothills Church. And I said, okay. I, I didn't know what I needed. I, I, I was a mess. But I thought, okay, you know, I'm just trying to get through one day at a time. So uh, Susie tells me to come to this uh, refreshed women's Bible study, and she says she's going to put me in Tony's group. And Tony's a widow, and you'll feel more comfortable with her. And I thought, well, okay. So I went to the Bible study, and I met Tony, <laughs> and um, I, I just I just sobbed in her arms. She just gave me a big hug, and I just sobbed in her arms. And 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 Tony is like an angel sent sent by God to me. Um. So Tony tells me that I need to go to Grief Share. And I said, okay, because <laughs> I'm a mess. I don't know what I need. And at, at this point, I think, well, okay, maybe, you know, maybe God is working something out here. Maybe this was a God encounter. So um, I didn't really want to go to Grief Share. I thought, oh, that's the last thing I want to do. I, I don't want to be in a room with, with, with sad and grieving people. But I, at this point, I'm feeling like God wants me to go, so I thought I I better obey, mm-hmm. and so I went. I went to Grief Share, and I'm so glad that I did. It helped me so much. It gave me the tools I needed to move forward. And at Grief Share, I met this wonderful group of ladies, and uh, they're they're all widows, and they've become my my closest friends and confidants. And we are widowed sisters. We call ourselves Wisters. <laughs> and, um, and they are a blessing to me. At the, at the lowest and the loneliest time in my life, God gave me a, a group of friends that understand what I'm going through, and they, they understand my pain. And uh, Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. Uh-huh. And goodness, that is so true. So I, I meet with these ladies every week. We, we go out for dinner. We, we pray together. We, we cry together. 
we laugh together, we, we have fun together, we go to the movies. And, you know, the laughter is so healing. Mm. And um, it, it's like medicine for our souls. And, and Proverbs 17.22 says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Job 8.21 says, He will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. And God's done that for me. Uh, I'm able to laugh now. Uh, I'm able to, to have a good time. I've been able to move forward. But when I first walked into Grief Share, I, I couldn't hardly speak. I, I wasn't able to share without being overcome with tears or being overcome with emotions. And, and now I can actually laugh. And that's a mm-hmm. gift from God. With God's grace and with God's help and God's strength, I, I've come so far. And he, he's really been with me ever every step of the way. He is so faithful. So Tony, I, I told you she's an angel. She invited me to her home group. She has a home group that meets in her home on, on Sunday nights. And and it's, it's a group of, of, of just really great people. And they pray for me and, and they love on me. And being a part of this group has just been so healing. And being a part of the Refresh Women's Bible Study, um, several of those ladies are uh, widows and and it's just a great uh, just a great bunch of ladies and and God's just given me this wonderful community of fellow believers to come mm-hmm. around me and to support me when I was feeling so lost mm-hmm. and, and, and so alone and and God's done all this for me and I, I I'm just so grateful to, to him and that's why I wanted to to share today my testimony is um, because uh, I'm just so grateful to God for all he's done to me. And I feel like there's someone listening right now that may be hurting, that may be grieving, that, that may be broken, and, and maybe they feel like, like God doesn't see them. Mm. But I, I want to say this. I want to say that God does see you. Psalm 56, 8 says, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Did you catch that? God saves our tears in a bottle. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. God loves us so much. And it's not an accident you're hearing this now. There's no coincidence. Hopefully by now in my story, you know that there's no coincidences. And so God wants you to know that he sees you and he loves you. And and that's my story. And uh, what I want people to take away from this is that God is good and God is faithful. And I just want to share a couple more verses um, from the Psalms, which happens to be my, my favorite book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 8411 says, For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 36.5 says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Wow. Wow. What a testimony. Um, Ruthie, I had so many questions, and all these questions are being answered as you're reading along. And I love how you put it that said that there might be someone out there that's going through this. It could be a man, a woman. Um, it, 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 it's, the message is there. And I was going to ask you, in that time, did you feel God? 
did you know God was working with you during this or was it a, a hope or was it a, or did your film come alongside you? I did. I did feel God come alongside me. I, I knew, um, I knew I was going to need God and, um, you, you, you know, I was just in constant prayer. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Um, every day was a struggle, but but God was there for me. What would you recommend? I know that um, God moved people and had people talk to you and you got into these groups. What would you say to a man or a woman out there that they're going through what you're going through? Or maybe they're going through a time that Maybe they didn't. Maybe they lost all their family. They're not. They don't have family members anymore. What would you suggest? I think it's good to lean on others. First, lean into God, but but also to lean lean on others. And you know, people will offer help, and a lot of times we don't want to accept help. Um, but but I say it, it's okay. Accept help and try to find a community. That's what's been so valuable to me is, is having a community of believers. And, and people that um, understand my struggle, that have just really just come around me and, and they pray for me and they encourage me and they, they support me. Um, you, you know, my friends, we text each other every day and we, we text each other scripture or or YouTube videos or, or, or things like that. And, and those things are so helpful, just those little things, just little devotionals and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I know um, when people hurt, like what you did, Nat, their normal response is to be isolated. Yes. And that was, I think, one of the hardest hurdles, I think, in someone's life is to get over that. Yes. And um, I was going to say, um, w- did, did, did God give you, say, hey, um, lean on me? And let me take it, or did you, or did you just do this on your own? I mean, did you you, you did have a um, uh, background with the Lord, right? I did at yes. that time, yes. But um, after my husband passed away, I was kind of, I don't know, stumbling through each day, just trying to just trying to get through the day, and um, you know, God God knew what I needed. I didn't know, but He knew what I what I needed, and He just brought these really great people into my life and honestly it it, it changed my life I I have a new life now and it's not the life I was expecting (laughs) but it's a good life I have a good life because God is a good God amen amen Um, uh, folks I get to deal with Ruthie out there every weekend um, with the homeless and I am so glad that God brought her over with us because mm-hmm. she gives that up encouraging feel and she t- lets people know that she really cares for them. She really cares for the people out there. So what a dynamic testimony. Um, Blaine, would you like to share? Yeah, you know, I, um, what I've noticed um, with Ruthie and, and hearing your testimony, Ruthie, I, I really believe this can encourage those that have gone through this large of a trial. But also, Ruthie, it didn't. You had enough support and enough prayer, and a loving, a lot of encouragement. And you got the word of God. You didn't just sit and just let it all pass by and say, "What am I going to do?" Um, just a, an encouragement, you know, to our audience. Ruthie is out there um, with us in this homeless ministry. And, and really, a quick question for Ruthie, because um, we all are we're thrilled that you're there, but. 
I'm not sure how you showed up when you did, but has this ministry helped you along the way? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So um, getting out there and serving and focusing on others' needs is is a big help to me. You know, it kind of gets me out of my my own head, my own – I'm not thinking about my own problems. I'm thinking about somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that helping and serving others is um, a, a big part of my recovery. Amen. And that is some encouragement right there. It sure is. There's a scripture that God put on my heart, and it's Titus. uh, Titus uh, chapter um, chapter 3, verse 4 says, When God our Savior reveals his kindness and love, he saves us, not because of the righteous things we've done, because of his mercies. And, you know, and and that's what we need to do is lie on God. I I think that that is one of the best examples I have heard. testimonies are the best i love it yeah. so god ruthie i our time is almost ended right now folks it's god if, if you're hurting and you're you're needing a little fellowship or you need to get some advice i'm going to give you ed's phone number give him a call we can plug you into um some groups and mm-hmm. help you out sure. on this and we can get you some bibles or whatever you need just reach out ed's phone number would be 619 252 0060 again his number is 619-252-0060 well guys it's the end of the show i just want to say ruthie we really appreciate you telling your testimony i know it man it really took it in my heart Blaine, i'm going to let you guys close up say anything for the last say is there uh, anything else you want to put out sh- there share for anybody the last? um I-, I have one more scripture i want to okay. share and that's Nahum 1-7. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. And that's what I want people to take away today is, is trust in the Lord because he is trustworthy and, and he is good. Amen on that. Yep. Look, uh, folks, I just want to say that God is there. He is there because he loves you and he cares for you. So reach out to him. If you're going through anything like what Ruthie's gone through, reach out to the Lord. Let his love and his kindness touch you. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Hey, Javier, thank you over Sombreros. Thank you for helping us. Kim and Kim and Anna over at Goodwill, thank you for giving us the clothes to help the homeless there, too. We give a Tim and Jeremy a shout-out to Skyline. Hey, thank you guys for helping us. And also, Stephen Forsythe at the Elkhorn Church, uh, Westland Church. We appreciate all your help. Folks, I hope this show has touched you tonight. I know, gosh, it really makes me stop and think about how wonderful and gracious and a righteous God we have who cares and loves for you. All right, folks, you have a great night, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Cornerstone Radio. Join us again next week at the same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and general contributions are always welcome and will make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.